Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later... I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the World Cup preview for Qatar, the 2022 World Cup. You know, this tournament has a lot of crap going on around it. The least of which being that it is the first World Cup to actually take place in the middle of the playing season for professional soccer. As basically every World Cup for the past hundred plus years has taken place uh, around uh, the summertime in June. Uh, You know, not to conflict with the actual soccer schedule uh, globally. Uh, You know, I I don't know if you guys understand what this means, but this would be literally the equivalent of playing the Olympics and Team USA uh, basketball just upending the entire NBA season to go play uh, uh, abroad. Except, you know, if people actually took Olympics basketball truly seriously, and yeah, people cheer for USA, USA, but for those who don't understand, soccer is the most popular game in the world. By far. It's not even close. Like, there's not a close second. Like, if people in the U.S. took uh, uh, soccer and wanted to, like, actually understand, it'd be following uh, the combined efforts and enthusiasm of both college football and the NFL apply it to 20 I'd say at least 25 plus countries taking it as crazy as those two arenas combined that's what soccer is in other parts of the world in the US yeah we care when things like the World Cup comes up most people don't give a damn. And believe me, I'm not one of those who are going to try to convert you to say you must watch the World Cup. I get it. People have different strokes for different folks. But for those of you who are interested in getting the breakdown, I'm going to walk through 
all the groups. I'm going to walk through some of the odds. We're going to break this into two episodes. So, again, I encourage all of y'all to at least pay attention to this. Because even if you aren't watching soccer, you might at least get some betting trends to take a look at what's uh, what's going on. Because, realistically, th- there are some interesting aspects that I think folks need to be focused on in terms of how this World Cup might play out. Because here, here's here's the uh, uh, long and short of it. Because of it starting in the middle of the season, these teams haven't had the chance to practice. So it's going to be interesting because I think with teams not being able to practice – it's going to be even harder to score goals. Because normally when you get to practice, you can focus on things like pressing. You can play more defense because you know where your guys are going to be on the field. When you don't get to practice, it's a lot harder to uh, kind of execute some of the more aggressive defensive game plans to turn the ball over and then go on offense, which would be Essentially, uh, and again, I know folks, uh, some of y'all, and the people, the soccer people who are listening to this are like kind of rolling their eyes like, Dwayne, why are you trying to explain it for folks that aren't as uh, uh, key on this? Realistically, when they keep saying, oh, it's a 1-0 draw, uh, 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 1-0 game, or it's a 0-0 draw, and they complain about why things are uh, uh, transpiring, nothing's happening. There's a there's a crap ton of stuff happening. It, it's one of those games where you actually have to be able to conceptually think on the fly. You can't have plays scripted for you by your coach. You have to conceptually be able to remember exactly where you're supposed to be throughout the course of the 90 minutes and be able to execute. Like to me, soccer is uh, the like uh, the baseball on drugs version of uh, knowing your position on the field and all the folks you got to hit, like your cutoff man and everything else, all going in constant motion. Baseball is very static. Soccer, fluid. But you got to know where your man is supposed to be. And sometimes your your your, your boy might uh, <laughs> might go uh, freelance a little bit and, and do some wild stuff, and, and you, you just got to get a feel for what he's uh, likely uh, to freelance on. So... I'm going to say a couple of things. In terms of uh, the weather, uh, this is going to be one of the uh, hottest uh, World Cups because of Qatar in general. This is literally supposed to be their winter, and you're still going to get temperatures uh, 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 approaching north of 80 in most of these games. And if you're running around for 90-plus minutes... And it can still get up to 90, 100 degrees, and you're sprinting around, you're going to get drained. I, you know, again, these are the kind of things that, uh, you know, even if you get uh, uh, looking at some of these squads, sometimes you, the, uh, people may say it favors a younger team. An older team, uh, an older team's going to fade. Realistically, I would say what you kind of tend to see with uh, so, some of uh, the nations like uh, Brazil or South American countries where you have 
much more humid and tropical climate. Like that tends to play a factor, not significantly, but it does. It, it does give a slight edge as you get closer uh, to the final later stages of uh, of matchup. So just to kind of bear that in mind when you're looking at uh, uh, teams along the lines, such as uh, Brazil or Argentina. Those are the two overall favorites. I'd still, I'd still say uh, you can't sleep on uh, the the likes uh, of a Spain. Uh, I, 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 even though it's still not in those uh, territories where you would say, especially warmer at this time of year. I, I'd still say you can't, you can't fall strictly in love with that narrative of. Oh man, it's going to be so incredibly hot there. I want Brazil or Argentina. I mean, Brazil is a three to one uh, odds. I mean, so basically, you're betting, uh, yeah, you're betting a hundred bucks to get three thirty three back. Uh, Argentina is uh, plus five fifty, so obviously five fifty back for every one hundred bet. Uh, then running down the list, you got France next up plus seven hundred. England eight hundred along with Spain, Germany plus eleven hundred. Germany's an interesting case. I I I, I kind of scratch my head about that uh, uh, Germany squad, but we'll we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, Netherlands plus twelve hundred. Portugal uh, got some big question marks. Is Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo playing on Portugal? Uh, given all the things on the back and forth on his end, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, situation. Belgium eighteen hundred, Denmark twenty eight hundred, uh, Uruguay uh, uh, plus four thousand. Uh, one of the teams that folks are kind of looking at, Uruguay plus uh, four thousand, as like kind of one of those dark horse teams to bet on. Croatia plus five thousand, and you're gonna say, well, why are these odds getting uh, uh, so much wider? Like uh, for some of these teams, it's because of the group stage odds. And their ability to get out of group stage, that's what's driving some of these uh, odds so much wider. It's going to get worse, folks, as I start reading down. Uh, Serbia, plus 8,000. The Swiss, plus 10,000. Senegal, dangerous club, plus 12,500. Ecuador, plus 15,000. Right there with Mexico, the U.S., we are not betting on Team USA. I'm sorry, folks. I know some of y'all want to be homers. Please save your money. Uh, <laughs> Poland also plus fifteen thousand. Canada plus twenty thousand. I'd I'd rather give it like just throw it out there for Canada before you bet on Team USA. We will get to the U.S. I promise you. Uh, Wales plus uh, 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 plus uh, twenty thousand along with Morocco. Cameroon and Japan at plus 25,000 along with South Korea. Um, and then you can't kind of keep going down the list all the way down to Costa Rica at plus 35,000. There are some teams here. I, I don't know how Qatar is plus uh, 25,000. Uh, I'm going to get to Qatar in a bit. Uh, I think they might actually be the worst team in the tournament, but they're the host country. So I guess the betting action wanted like, or maybe they're getting so much uh, steam on them that it had to bet them up. But Qatar should easily be <laughs> at plus 60,000 at a minimum. 
or probably in that plus uh, five thousand uh, range. Uh, it, it it is truly th- that uh, that far out there in order for them to uh, look at it. So um, before we get into some of the group stage uh, odds, uh, a couple of uh, top goal scorer props uh, to look at. Uh, Kylian Mbappe is plus eight hundred. Uh, uh, Mbappe plays for France. Uh, uh, some of you may know him from uh, PSG. Harry Kane, obviously, is Spurs. He's plus seven hundred. He's actually he has the high, uh, the lowest uh, odds. He's the overall favorite to be the top goal scorer. I don't necessarily agree with that because, again, you can't really trust England to like not screw up group stages. We will get to that. Um, uh, Messi plus a thousand. Neymar plus twelve hundred. Uh, you know, we, and even as I was, uh, getting this recording ready, the, uh, the news started leaking about Kareem Benzema getting knocked out of the tournament. Um, so some of these odds may change with Benzema, uh, cause he, he was right up there with, uh, the goal scoring odds, but, um, Lukaku plus 2,500, uh, Memphis Depay, uh, of the Netherlands, uh, plus 2,500. Uh, you know, you, you're going to get uh, Vinicius Jr. for Brazil, I think, is a very interesting candidate at plus 3,300 uh, because, you know, folks are going to focus on Neymar for Brazil, but Richarlison at plus 2,800, Pedro at uh, plus 3,300, along with Vinicius Jr., someone in that Brazil squad, and yes, Neymar is going to get all the attention, but if Brazil's going to win, it's going to be the dudes not named Neymar getting it done. Uh, Neymar, it, we'll get to Neymar. <laughs> we will get to Neymar. Um, but just got to give you some ideas of uh, uh, a goal-scoring prop uh, so for the top goal scorers. Uh, guys, got to keep in mind. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, let's start off with Group A, which features the host country of Qatar. Uh, I mean, let's be clear. Uh, we'll start off with the worst team. Qatar. They, like I told you, Qatar is the weakest team in this group. Uh, they got into the World Cup. I mean, <laughs> folks will tell you, they straight up bought their World Cup uh, uh, hosting bid and <laughs> the, the rights to uh, get their team in there with uh, some cupcake matchups. Uh, yes, they play an aggressive style. Uh uh, Akram Afif uh, and Amozea Ali are 
the guys who are going to score for Qatar if they score. Like, that's it. Like, if those two dudes do not score at least a goal apiece against Ecuador, I don't think they're going to... uh, I I really don't think they're going to win a game this tournament. Uh, it, It comes down to that. Like, in group stages, you got three games and you're out. You can either advance or you're out, but you you got to be able to uh, you got to be able to get a, a win because uh, three points is critical because the draw only gets you a point, and we've seen way too many situations where teams, if they know they can advance with just a tie, they will literally play that last game out just to get each other through and screw you over. So uh, I, I just want people to understand. Like, for a team like the uh, Qatar, you know, they actually need to be able to win this opening game against Ecuador. If they don't win against Ecuador, I don't see how they're beating the Netherlands. And they're definitely going to get in a bad spot against uh, uh, Senegal. I think Senegal's one of the most dangerous teams in the tournament. And I know uh, uh, Sadio Mane is out. And like, and that's gonna vastly impact impact the uh, impact the squad. But uh, Senegal still has uh, Ismail Assar, Abouladia, uh, and uh, Ilvan Nadai. They have attacking options that can give teams fits. I think they're gonna put up goals against Ecuador. And I think they can give the Netherlands uh, a run for their money. And I know folks are uh, so high on the Netherlands. Netherlands haven't lost in their last 15 games. Um, Memphis Depay uh, plays for Barcelona. Uh, excellent player. You know, uh, the interesting thing about this Netherlands team, I think... Yes, as good as the pie is, I think it kind of comes down to Cota Gapo. Um, he plays for PSV uh, abroad. He might be playing in the Premier League within the next eighteen months or less. Uh, th- there's a, there's a real ch- a chance that he ends up being kind of the breakout star of the way Mbappe became a breakout star a couple of years ago. Um, I think the Netherlands are. Uh, one of the most dangerous teams in the league. Uh, I mean, in the tournament. But I will say Senegal is that dark horse squad that you got to keep your eyes on. Ecuador, you know, depending on who who you talk to, they think uh, uh, it's like some people will say Ecuador shouldn't even be in this tournament because of the Brian Castillo a fiasco for the uninitiated. He was a player who played in qualifiers for Ecuador, uh, was ruled ineligible, then ruled back to be eligible. If this sounds confusing, believe me, try covering that in the newspapers and following that uh, that along. Um, it, it, it's 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 got a wild uh, how uh, crazy this is, but uh, uh, Ecuador, their main guy uh, is going to be Enter Valencia. Uh, can they score? Absolutely. Uh, but I still think that a Senegal squad is better than Ecuador. And I think when they match up, 
you're that's that might be one of the most explosive games of the tournament um where you're gonna uh, like both of these teams are gonna want to attack some of these games are gonna be low scoring um where teams aren't gonna be as aggressive that i would be very shocked by i i think senegal ecuador is gonna be one of those early round uh games in qualifiers that um people got to take notice of so my picks uh, for advancing out of this group are Netherlands and Senegal. Um, Netherlands are minus 225 to advance out of the group. Uh, Senegal is plus 500. Uh, Ecuador is like uh, kind of around like plus uh, 400. And Qatar is plus 1600. Although I I don't think those odds are <laughs> like large enough. I, I think uh, Qatar should be like plus... Uh, uh, plus uh, four thousand or something like that. I like uh, just being brutally honest. I don't think uh, Qatar is any good, but uh, that's just me. I will just say that as the host country, sometimes you start seeing refs like uh, pull some shenanigans with uh, some of the calls being made. That that's the only thing I would worry about is uh, n- getting cute betting on some of these games involving Qatar. Because refs can get easily pressured by the home crowd with uh, how calls are being made. I would just say tread very, very carefully about betting games involving Qatar. I don't think the team's good, but I wouldn't go crazy betting against Qatar. Because you don't know what a a referee assignment can do to change the course of a game. But uh, I would still say um, I'm not... I'm not betting on Qatar in any way, shape, or form the way some people are. They like betting on host nations. To me, this ain't one of them. But I would be careful about betting against them in the games that they are in. Moving on to Group B. We've got England and the U.S., baby! We we here! We are actually here! Although, don't get excited because we might actually have the worst coach in the tournament. (laughs) <laughs> like I just, just, just be, just being perfectly blunt. The U.S. might actually have the worst coach in the tournament. But with that being said, uh, else, uh, other teams in the group are Wales and Iran. The U.S. Iran match is going to be very interesting from a diplomatic perspective uh, because I could see both countries uh, and the media coverage of that game being. Very, very interesting on both sides of the aisle of how that game is going to get treated uh, because that's the last game uh, for uh, qualifiers for the U.S. Uh, And I got news for people. The U.S. are quite possibly the third best team in this group. You know, I know folks... Don't like to hear things like that, but I don't think this U.S. team, they're young, but uh, the U.S. is missing two of their best strikers in Pepe and Ciabacu. Uh You know, I don't trust their strikers. The remaining strikers are Ferreira and Wea, and I don't, tr- uh, I thought Wea was far and away a distant third to Pepe and Ciabacu. Uh I, I, you know, people are going to focus on Christian Pulisic, who plays for Chelsea, doesn't play that often for Chelsea, just because of the chaos that is Chelsea. Um, in the midfield, Pulisic has to be the man and just somehow get this team 
past qualifiers because uh, Weston McKinney and Anthony Robinson, um, it, I mean, uh, Weston, uh, Weston McKinney and Anthony Robinson, yeah, could could they bomb down the side and wings and get crosses through? Yeah, but I think ultimately with the questions I have with this team at striker, this kind of comes down to can, can the midfield play be enough? Because the first game of the tournament basically decides like the Team USA's fate. They play Wales opening match. Uh, so this is Monday more uh, uh, Monday afternoon. Pay attention, folks. The first game for the U.S. could very well be the uh, the, the ultimate deciding factor. The U.S. cannot lose to Wales. They cannot lose to Wales, and they could very easily lose to Wales, like in match one. Uh, you know, Wales haven't looked good uh, heading into the World Cup. Gareth Bale basically like steals money from Real Madrid doesn't doesn't do anything <laughs> like uh he 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 always makes fun of like uh his uh, passions in life are golf whales and then you know about three other things besides <laughs> like playing football for Real Madrid but he shows up in big games and there ain't no bigger stage than the World Cup so besides Bale on Wales you got uh, Daniel James and uh, Brendan Johnson, who, again, much like the prospects for the team uh, USA, they can also uh, uh, do some work. Nico Williams will clean up things on the back for Wales. The U.S. have got to find a way of scoring against Wales. I, I think the way Greg Bolt, uh, Berhalter, who's uh, the coach of the U.S. team, his approach is going to be, let's turtle and not lose this game to Wales. To me, I don't like. I can't think of a worse way to approach this game because I think if the U.S. Turtles plays behind the ball and just tries to play for the draw, I think Wales eventually breaks them down and scores in the second half of the game, and then the U.S. is going to be trying to scramble and then in panic mode, and and you know what's going to hit the fan, and everyone's going to be pissed. I'm just telling you now. I, I have a bad feeling about how this first game is going to go because I, I I don't trust the coach to actually put the foot on the gas pedal and have this team attacking. Uh, I, I think just playing uh, trying to park the bus against Wales, it's just not going to get it, uh, get it done. I don't even think trying to park the bus against England is the way to get it done. Um, between... Uh, uh, Biako Saka and Phil Foden, England. I mean, listen, they almost won Euro. They they probably should have won the Euro. Uh, let, let, let's just be honest. Like the the how England lost the Euro and still didn't bring home a major to, uh, uh, trophy. We're now at fifty six years and counting since the last time the three Lions uh, brought home a trophy to England. Um, you know, people say it's coming home to me. I don't think this is the tournament for it. Uh, you know, can England do it? Yeah. When they were in form, I, I, I think with how competitive the premier league is and with all these guys playing significant minutes, it's just, it's going to be a tall order for England. 
because they play in the most competitive league. You, you, you basically have this tournament taking place in the middle of the season. I, I think England has uh, one of the most, one of the hardest roads because, again, I'm not sure how, how well the legs are going to hold up for some of these guys as you get into the latter stages of the tournament. I expect them to get through qualifiers to minus 300. Uh, the question is, between the U.S. and Wales, uh, who gets there? Iran, um, the interesting uh, thing about the uh, uh, Iran, though, is that uh, uh, this is the team that is going to play behind the ball, and they tend to be pretty solid at it. So breaking them down is going to be tough. And, again, I can see the, the U.S. team trying to figure out a way to break down Iran, and if they've been playing behind the ball the entire tournament, and then they try to go play offensively against Iran, I I think they're going to have some tough times. I think they're going to have some tough times try, try to uh, be spontaneous against Iran if they aren't playing aggressively throughout uh, the qualifying stages. Um, but uh, realistically, it kind of comes down to uh, set pieces for Iran. Um You've got uh, Mehdi uh, Taremi uh, for Iran um, and a couple other uh, guys. Uh, I think is Asmoon is his name. Um, I, I know he plays for uh, Leverkusen in the, in the Bundesliga. Um, but uh, to me, Iran's going to be one of those teams that needs the set pieces to work. I I don't see I don't see the U.S. making it out of the group stage. I'm just being perfectly honest with you guys i think wales and uh nips by them and it kind of comes down to because you know wales and england uh like wales plays england tough they they play them tough uh you know there there's a real chance that wales gets the draw against england and it's gonna force the u.s to not get beat by england and get a win against iran I think Wales is going to nip uh, the U.S. because I think they're they're going to be able to force a draw against England and get the win against Iran. And I'm not sure if the U.S. if depending on how they're they're going to get coached, uh, I I have my doubts about the, uh, the U.S. team and and what and if they can do what they need to do uh, to get the W. So uh, I'm sorry, U.S. fans. I I I, I want to be a homer. I want to believe. But this is one of those situations where I, I have my doubts. Moving on, uh, Group C, Argentina, Poland, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. Let's just get this out of the way. Saudi Arabia, worst team in the group. Uh, they, they, they are quite possibly the worst team in the tournament. Uh, I can't find a single reason... To, to say to back them in any way, shape, or form, um, I wouldn't waste time with this uh, team. Um, and Mexico, El Tri, they're tr- they're trying to get past the group stage. You know, uh, usually they struggle in qualifiers, and I I think they're going to have trouble again, just like the U.S. Uh, Raúl Jiménez, uh, he he's uh, he's he should be healthy. But man, the dude's uh, been racking up injury left and right. Um, uh, Irving uh, Lozano uh, plays for Napoli. He's the other uh, main force for Mexico. 
but I think this is going to kind of down to come to uh, going to come down to Bobby Lewandowski. Um, you know, when Lewandowski is pounding in goals, Poland usually uh, gets there because the entire team plays through Lewandowski. If Lewandowski has it going, they're going to do well. When Lewandowski doesn't get it going, they're going to go home. But with this being one of those game uh, tournaments, and I told you guys, the lack of prep time. But this Poland team, for years, they've spent an entire decade playing through Lewandowski. They know exactly what they're going to do. So to me, it's not like they need prep time. They got one style of play. Go through Bobby. They're playing through Bobby. Win, lose, or draw. I I think Poland gets through uh, qualifiers because of that alone. Uh, It's a set play style. Argentina, one of the favorites to win the World Cup. This is Messi's final World Cup. Another squad. You know what they're going to do. They're going to possess the ball, move it around, kind of try to create space. I, 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 you know, you got Messi, you got uh, Di Maria, you got Latrano Martinez. Um, the question is going to be uh, who else is starting on that squad, but the game plan is going to be the same. They, they're they're going to have they're going to have the ball in their possession. They're going to use set pieces. They're going to try to hit you on counterattacks. To me, this is uh, one of the uh, more straightforward groups. I, I I just don't believe in Mexico. Uh, they tr- traditionally struggle in qualifying rounds. I, I think uh, this is probably one of the best uh, breaks Poland could have gotten in terms of advancing. Um, but, you know, I get why people have their doubts about Poland uh, in the overall odds because it's a one-trick Katapodi uh, squad, but it's a pretty good trick. Not going to lie. Moving on, Group D. We got France, Denmark, Australia, and Tunisia. Um, let's just be clear with this group. It's France and Denmark. Uh, Australia and Tunisia, thank you for coming. Uh, I, we'll, we'll, I mean, this is like one of the more blatant mismatches of uh, the tournament uh, because uh, Tunisia, you know, they they're gonna try to play hard, but like they they are clearly outmatched uh, in talent level. And Australia, they they just they, I mean they're like they're like if if we were like talking about like teams in baseball, the, the uh, Australia would be like a triple A squad with a bunch of dudes who have been like. And not like a true prospect-laden AAA squad. It's like one of those old-school baseball squads where you just got like all the older players and not really uh, in the twilight of their careers just trying to hang on. That's what Australia is. Um, The question is, is France going to take care of business and win this group? Because Denmark is really solid. Um, Christian Eriksen, whom you may have remembered... Uh, collapsing during the Euro and getting a defibrillator installed in, in his chest. Uh, you know, uh, Ericsson's back in form. Um, he's going to be joined by, uh, you know, he's currently playing for United. Um, he's going to be joined by Pierre-Emile Hoiberg, uh, plays for Spurs. 
there's a, another young player on Denmark uh, that I'm excited to see in Skov Olsen um, because uh, he, people have been talking about him on uh, seeing him in action in terms of uh, some of the open field play he can make. So he's going to have some opportunity because uh, Denmark should be able to style on Tunisia and Australia. It's the question of what are they going to do when they have to play uh, Mbappe in France? Because even without Benzema, France is still incredibly dangerous. Dembele, uh, uh, Kamavinga, uh, uh, you've got uh, so many dudes on that French squad that can... And uh, I mean, Griezmann is like an afterthought on France uh, because of how loaded uh, they are. Um, Granted... The injuries at striker are catching up with France, but it's Mbappe. <laughs> like he, he, like when he's ready to go, he's the best player in the world. Like it, it's it's just that simple. When he's ready to go and, and turns it on, he's the best player in the world. Uh, you know, there's not there's nothing else to say about it. So uh, I'm gonna leave it off there. So this is gonna conclude part one of the World Cup breakdown. Part two is going to be coming up. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, by the time this uh, they, they get uploaded around the same time. But, uh, you know, we, we got uh, the other half of the groups to go. But uh, thank you for listening and uh, have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.